0: This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conant. Volatility continues in the grain markets as weather forecasts change. Moisture in Kansas is welcome, but Midwest market... uh, Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoop says the Russia-Ukraine news cycle is a major factor in this market. That's a huge thing, and, and we're you know, maybe not hearing as much talk about it today, uh, according to the wheat market anyway. But crude oil prices are certainly surging higher. Uh, it's, it's hard to imagine really wanting to be short. Uh, going into a weekend with the you know the tensions as they are uh, in the Ukraine and, and Russia. Advanced Trading Ag Risk Management Advisor Tommy Grisafi says the volatility continued with the wheat market actually trying to pull the corn market higher. Uh, a lot of action on this price board. Uh, board of Trade wheat, KC wheat, Minneapolis the weak one here, and wheat was definitely the leader. Uh, corn and beans have seen both sides of the uh, market. Just a dynamic market ag market market analyst jacob burke says geopolitical concerns in the black sea region just part of the strength of that wheat market
1: well you are you are hearing stuff i mean from a fundamental perspective uh you know the plains uh they they did lower kansas city uh hard red wheat uh conditions you know they lowered that again here this week Uh, i think that that's something that's that's a real factor in this uh but but all in all uh we, we've, killed, we've killed the wheat crop, uh, you know, this is, what, the third time we're killing it here and this time it's is more of a, a global mac, you know macroeconomic situation, uh, geopolitical uh, problem. And, and, you know, our, our wheat becomes a lot more uh, attractive if there is no, uh, no exports going on over there.
0: It's been a two-sided livestock market this week. Total Farm Marketing Market Analyst Naomi Bloom says the livestock market was fairly quiet, however.
1: So, you know, they were down earlier in the week after that bearish cattle on feed report, tested some important uh support levels on daily charts and now prices are just kind of firm with April cattle down about twenty points today. Waiting I think to hear what the cash markets do this week and trying to get a better handle on that. Uh the hog market having I think just more of a little bit of profit taking after being up so much recently. The April hogs are at ninety four forty seven, down one ninety seven. So again, I think just a little bit of a pullback there, but we're still hearing about that PERS virus uh just wreaking havoc with some of the herd uh throughout the
0: Midwest. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson says the Federal Reserve did not change interest rates, which also offer the market some support this week. The Fed has just dealt with their announcement they did leave rates unchanged. Uh so that's maybe a little relief for the financial markets here today too. It sounds like they still plan maybe to to raise rates and they say inflation's well above two percent, but It's been well above 2% in reality for a long time. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzelos at the livestock market appears to be watching what's going on over in the stock markets. We had a real nice move in the hogs. We saw a really big downdraft early on this morning with the the correction. I think that was mainly technical correction, but we also have to watch the fact that we've got $87 uh, February hogs and we've got a CME cash index that's 8 or $9 below that. So we walk into February next week and start that new month. And I think the clock ticks then because you've got to match those two up by mid-month expiration of the Feb futures. And that's Look at Markets This Week in Agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Minnesota Farm Business Management provides individualized service. Developing budgets, uh, determining cost of production, Uh, putting together cash flows, uh, analyzing business ratios, that's the lifeblood of uh, our farm management programs. That's instructor Ron Devertstein. In this current environment, that specialized support from farm business management takes on great importance. Learn more at agcentric.org. Minnesota business management. From Roseau to Aberdeen and Benson to Rugby, we cover agriculture here on the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA crop and supply demand reports, farm policy, and trade issues. We focus on the news that drives the markets. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it here on the Red River Farm Network. Go online to rrfn.com. You'll find news, podcasts, weather, and more.
1: This week in news, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. To combat inflation, the Federal Reserve Bank will start raising interest rates in mid-March. After two days of meetings with the Open Market Committee, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said the central bank could increase rates faster than they did in the past 10 years. i reinsurance held a series of Spring Update meetings in North Dakota this week. Red River Farm Network's Sierra Doctor has more. February price guarantees for crop insurance are coming up before the march 15th deadline nau country insurance vice president of farm services rich morrison Says there's a few decisions for farmers to make.
0: Producers have the ability to change their election at FSA between PLC and ARC. Quite frankly, with prices now rallying the way they have, neither program at FSA looks very good for 2022.
1: One of the options that a producer has is purchasing supplemental coverage option, SCO, through their crop insurance agent. And SCO is very similar to ARC, they're both county level protections. They both start at 86 percent, but the difference is ARC is free,
0: but ARC uses prices that were set based on the five-year Olympic average, and they're way down relative to where prices are today.
1: Reporting Agriculture's Business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack has more details about the 2020 and 2021 WIP Plus program. According to Vilsack, the payments will be distributed in two tranches starting this spring. There's $9.25 billion dollars available for farmers who suffered losses due to natural disasters like drought and flooding usda will use existing crop insurance data for the calculations
0: uh, we hope to use nap data and rma uh, crop insurance data to essentially create a pre-filled out application which will speed up the process of a first tranche of resources to uh, to those producers and then a second tranche for shallow losses in areas that weren't covered Uh, folks who didn't have NAP coverage or who didn't have crop insurance coverage. So the goal here is to try to get these payments out uh, this spring.
1: When it comes to the $750 million available for the livestock industry, Vilsack says USDA is looking at a process of using existing data from the livestock forage program. The U.S. Supreme Court will consider a case involving the definition of waters of the United States this spring. The outcome of the hearing could affect farmers, ranchers, and landowners. The case is called Sackett versus the EPA. The U.S. Supreme Court will determine whether a decision from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals used the proper test to determine whether wetlands were waters of the United States under the Clean Water Act. On Tuesday, a U.S. District Court judge granted BNSF a temporary restraining order to block two unions from a strike during the chain crisis. According to the order, a strike would cause BNSF substantial, immediate, and irreparable harm. At issue is a worker compliance policy. Also this week, California's bids for service in the secondary rail car market have been very high. Prices peaked earlier this month at more than $3,000 per car for BNSF and $2,400 per car for Union Pacific. A week ago, the number of unfilled grain car orders were up more than 400%. Rail freight and deliveries been very challenging in the north this winter. North Dakota Wheat Commission Policy and Marketing Director Jim Peterson says it's been hard for some of those grain elevators to get spot cars. Probably
0: some overlap, interplay from some of the intermodal and bigger picture supply chain issues where, you know, they use the same power, the same labor, the same rail lines. And so if some of those, you know, are prioritized. Maybe that takes assets away from removing grain. And then, you know, we've had some shots of cold weather.
1: There are domestic mills in the central and southern United States that were close to shutting down because of a lack of spring and winter wheat. By the way, North Dakota has 49,000 CDL licensed drivers in the state down from 52,000 four years ago. Efforts are underway to address the truck driver shortage. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum tells the Red River Farm Network a letter has been sent to more than 1,400 individuals individuals in the state who allowed their CDL to lapse, offering them a chance to renew that license. A CDL training program in Williston's also been extended to meet the federal rules for entry-level drivers. Proposition 12 has been put on hold. The Sacramento County Superior Court determined the state implemented Prop 12 without clear rules about how it would be enforced. That's a look at this weekend news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network.
0: Galve and Balancer, smart, reliable, profitable, added fertility, increased cow herd longevity, moderate mature cow size, and heavier weaned calves are easier to achieve with Galvey and Balancer Genetics. Be sure to visit www.galvae.org to learn more about Galvae Genetics that work for the commercial producer. Join the North Dakota Galvey Association for the 2022 North Dakota Golden Rule Sale, Sunday, January 30th at KISS Livestock, starting at 2 p.m. World Weather Incorporated senior meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the northern plains...
1: We will see a little pocket of additional cooling taking place in the northeast corner of North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. ...to South America. Looks like Argentina will be dry for a few more days, and Brazil will see scattered showers and thunderstorms benefiting many crop areas.
0: Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.
1: With a look at this week in weather. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. It's been a chilly week in the Dakotas and Minnesota. Most of the week has been negative temperatures and conditions are not expected to warm up anytime soon. Conditions are also dry outside of the eastern section of the Dakotas abnormally dry to extreme drought conditions remain. According to the latest US drought monitor, topsoil moisture is greater than 40% short to very short in the two states. Stockwater supplies in North Dakota reported at 50% short to very short. The northern and eastern areas of Minnesota range from abnormally dry to severe year drought the same as the previous week and an improvement from the last three months. The National Weather Service in Grand Forks issued their first flood outlook for the spring. Meteorologist Austin Perot says the weather service is expecting minor to moderate flooding. We had that
0: drought for like the last year through the summer so we kind of started at a below normal rate but we have kind of had a slightly above average snowfalls here. Probably looking at about an average flood season as of right now, but obviously things could change when we introduce more precip, depending on what happens here in the next two months before snowmelt.
1: Perot says extremely cold temperatures push the frost deeper than normal. Farmers in Canada say they're just a few days away from running out of feed for cattle. The drought last growing season devastated not only the United States, but Canadian prairie pastures and limited the feed sources that could be harvested. Alberta Cattle Feeders Association Chief Executive Janice Tranberg says it's forcing feedlots in Alberta, the main cattle-producing province, to buy more corn from the United States. Feeders in western Canada typically
0: will use quite a bit of barley and wheat in their rations but this year because there's such a shortage of available grain they've been bringing up a lot more corn from the United States and so that's causing some constraints with transportation of getting the amount of corn that we need. There's been a fair amount of shortages and a lot of the feedlots are really getting down to the bottom of their bin.
1: Tranberg estimates that three-quarters of the province feedlots was fat in and and 1.5 million head, are facing shortages some feedlots are getting by with contributions from neighbors the acreage mix is a hot topic going into spring proceed district sales manager dave gertz is not expecting supply shortages to cause major acreage shifts gertz says sunflowers could possibly pick up acres in the united states but right now there's a lot of indecision
0: the established guys the guys that are growing the corn they're growing wheat they're growing beans i mean they're pretty much on track i mean even though we're looking at fertilizer prices where they are and inputs costs Uh, they're gonna probably follow their plan as they have in the future yes the some of the shortages on the uh, herbicides is swaying decisions on what they're going to plant with what traits and you know and that's basically in the beans you know corn we've got conventional herbicides We, we we can control weeds and pests in corn.
1: Gertz attended the KMOT Ag Expo in Minot. That's a look at this week in weather. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network.
0: Let's face it, we are hardy folks in North Dakota and Minnesota. Winter is not the time to hide, but the time for fun. Hello, this is Shane with Irie Insurance, and we know snowmobiling, fishing, and hunting are a way of life. So rather it's your ATV, snowmobile, ice castle, or guns, we have the perfect insurance coverage to protect your toys. Get that big buck, catch that lake monster as we watch over the toys. To find out more about Irie Insurance, go to irieinsurance.com. You're protected and appreciated. Be listening for reports from the American Sugar Beet Growers Association's annual meeting in Scottsdale, Arizona. Hi, this is Randy Conan, and I'll be talking with growers, board members, and industry representatives from the annual meeting. Coverage on the Red River Farm Network from the American Sugar Beet Growers Association annual meeting brought to you by KWS Seeds, BASF, the Red River Valley Sugar Beet Growers Association, Countryside Insurance, Corteva, Sess Vanderhoff, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, and Premium Ag Solutions.